what I found super creative for me when I was from writer's block is your Tinder account. <laughs> <laughs> rolling great um welcome back to another episode of explicit content um hold my hands up last episode i did look miserable but i swear to god it's not a reflection on the co-host or the actual content itself so please don't take it personally it did take some convincing for us to agree to come back but yeah. after i mean you're saying don't take it personally it's a bit too late but i already have taken it personally right. like, i well, was the host that says you. more about you than it does about me will so but honestly <laughs> last episode i feel like we just talked and we got loads of good tips and stuff out there so i thought i'd make this episode um another like tip heavy action filled extravaganza so Sounds good. we're talk- going to talk today about how to overcome um the thing that all writers get which is writer's block and we've all had it if you say that you haven't had it you're a liar yeah uh, as raza was talking just like literally 10 minutes ago to jacob who yeah um so obviously jacob and i involved in the interview process i obviously asked writing heavy questions not just generic marketing stuff and whatnot but yeah if there's one thing that pisses jacob off the most a lot of things piss jacob yeah. off there's one thing that pisses jacob off the most it is when he asks someone how do you deal with writer's block and then they get this uh never really experienced it like you're lying yeah. you know you've experienced it don't don't bullshit anyone yeah. like that that's not going to get you a job saying i never get a writer's block yeah because then you you get the job and then like a couple of weeks later, like you're yeah. in the corner shaking, crying because you got right the block <laughs> and no one helped you. That's how it is, isn't it? It, like, it reminds me, you know, when you go for the interview process and someone says, "What's your biggest flaw?" and you say, "I'm perfectionist." Yeah, I work too hard. I, I, care I too work much. too hard. It's one of their answers, yeah. I think. Yeah, but we all experience it. Whether you're in an agency or you're in an in-house role, you're going to come up against it. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to be honest. It's, it, I mean, I'm coming up against it today. And it. what do you do? I'll throw it to you, Will. What do you do? No, Razza looked like he was going to talk, actually. Razza. Yeah, like, what do you do? What do you do? Um, some, some of the stuff's quite standard, isn't it? Go for a walk. Um, but when I go for a walk, Razza, am I going to... I'm not going to see anything to do with a client, yeah. am I? I mean, not, nothing's going to spark my imagination. I think it's more just change of scenery. I think the benefit we have working in an office. I think this was a real struggle at home because you couldn't do it at home. Mm-hmm. Probably a struggle if you're in-house as well if you've not got other writers with you is we can just turn around and chat shit for about 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. and then turn back around and carry on working. Like, yeah. We've got that luxury. Yeah, that, that, that's, that's, that works for us is whether it's you know, talking about our podcast, talking shit, talking about work, talking about a client, asking for advice. I think we, we are in a fortunate position where we have team members who will help and get your mind off it and then once you finish talking just get back to your work and you know it's happened to me several times where I've, I'm talking to you guys and I go back to my work and it's like I'm, I'm back in that floor like mm. moment yeah. sort of thing yeah and I suppose as well it's good because we're an agency if there is a certain client that you're stuck on maybe you've written so much for that client that you can't think of any fresh new ideas that you have the luxury of being able to go mm, I'm just going to work on that other client instead yeah because I know that there's some clients that have been here for so long and it's easygoing content that's good and it comes to your mind, but it's presenting something new. Mm. That's where I get writer's block the yeah. most. Yeah. 
I don't. I mean, this might just be me, but I seem to suffer from it more in the afternoons than I do in the mornings. I feel like in the mornings, like I can just crack it on, but it, it's that slump hour, isn't it? Sometimes when it's the hardest, and I guess the luxury for me is that I'm not always like writing, so I can go away and do a different task. I'm sure you know you guys could as well. You may just go and build a blog for half an hour or however long it takes, or go and do some like look at some statistics in HubSpot like don't always feel that you've got to get it done there and then some some occasions you probably will like there's a deadline but sometimes you just got to go away do something else get, get a fresh perspective even go and do a bit of research and, and come back and, and have a look at it with a fresh set of eyes and a fresh mindset and, and yeah don't don't rush it don't feel like you need to just get it out the window get mm. it done I think the time you would spend sat there worrying and fretting and trying to shove things in a blog that doesn't really work, you could spend that time way more productively mm. and come back to it tomorrow with a fresh pair of eyes. I think it's, it's kind of related to what we said in the last episode as well when we said if you do your research on the day, you can tell it's going to be a shit piece of content. Mm. And I think the same applies to writer's blocks. So say if you do a writer's block and you're just writing knowing it's not good, like it's not... It's not going to be a piece of work you're proud of. You know mm. it's going to be shit and you're going to send it through and setting yourself up to fail. Yeah. Um, you know, don't you, yeah. when you're writing something that's that's not up by it, up to up to scratch. You just have that gut feeling, don't you, that it's just not quite hitting the mark. Yeah. And it's There's two options there, isn't there? It's, do I send it through knowing it's shit or do I hold off on it and say, you know mm. what, it's not my best mm. bit of work, I'll hold off on it, sort it out tomorrow in the afternoon and then send it. Yeah. What would you do? Hold off. Hold don't off. force it. Yeah. yeah. Don't never force it. Um, especially with our processes in terms of someone proves and someone QCs. And, you know, you don't want the client to be like, what the f like, mm. why, why have you sent me this? Like, we, you know, we've got a good team who wouldn't set someone else up to fail like that. If, you know, so I, I think, I think you're doing a disservice to yourself and your teammates who then have to sit through and read something shit. Yeah. yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I would personally, if it's not deadline heavy, like if if we can wait a few days, I'd wait to the next day, yeah. sleep on it, come in, and then you never know, you'll, you you should be in a better state to write. Yeah. Wake up in a cold sweats at 2am because you know the perfect word yeah. that you've been missing from that block. It, it can get to you though, can't it, right, right, the block. It can be with like a really frustrating, like, and no matter how many times you get it, like, you always feel the same frustrations. You'll always, like, yeah, it just grips hold of you, doesn't it? It's, mm. it's annoying, it's frustrating, and... <laughs> Uh, like I like it wasn't even too long ago. I had some like a, we got some new personas for one of our clients, and we had some new nurturing emails to write, and it was like twelve emails per persona, and I was writing them like I was getting so annoyed. I could just stuck on them for days, and and I just went away, did some other stuff, did a bit of research, and then in the end, like they went to client minimal amends, and I was worrying, thinking I, I just don't feel like I'm understanding this, but in the end, it all worked out. But I did suffer from severe writer's block for a very long time during the process of writing the emails. When you get it though, it's good. It's a good feeling. It's like that barrier has been like lowered and you just, you're on like a roll and you're just like typing away. It's mm. the best feeling, but it's getting there mm. that is the difficult part. I think that what, because I've seen a lot of those emails you just talked about, Will. I think that's where... I want to know what writer's block is for you because I know in terms of blog and downloads we experience that a lot but when I've seen your 30, 40 page docs of emails coming through to me I'm like how the f*** does he get through all this without 
you know, throwing himself out of a window or something <laughs> like how, how, how's he how's he doing this I, yeah i think i think the, the big one is having a like a good like a, the plan is like a, a huge part of it like having a solid plan working with you know for me as the strategist that plan is like the holy grail for like writing workflow emails like and then it's just taking the approach of, of we try and link to a lot. We try and link through to content, don't we? In our emails, like that's like how we, you know, that's our approach that we take, and many other companies will as well. So it's it's just taking that angle and like finding that angle. And once you found the angle, once you found the angle that email can be built around, that's when it tends to flow better. That's when you just get it out the door. But sometimes mm -hmm. when you're struggling to find that, you know, like it's, it can be it can be tricky sometimes. Yeah. Um, but like it's happened a million times before and you, like I say, you overcome it every time. So sometimes you've just got to step back, do something different. Like, and, and again, like what I said last week, don't don't worry about it, it'll get done. Yeah. Enjoy the ride. Yeah. Enjoy the inbound journey. <laughs> Enjoy the, that's inbound, baby. <laughs> I, I mean, we're fortunate because we're in an agency environment that sort of, it fosters that collaboration and that sort of asking people, combined knowledge, all mm. that. But for someone who's in a team on their own in-house, mm. it it feels like that's already an uphill battle for them that they don't have people to bounce ideas around off. Yeah, that isolation, which I think we probably felt like working from home Yeah, is that you didn't have that luxury of just being able to go and chat to someone. Like when you're isolated in an in-house role, yeah, it can be a lot. Yeah. Like it's like you know, it's ten times harder, isn't it? Yeah. Um, but I mean, a, a tip from me would be if if you're in the house or if you're in an agency and you're writing for the client or y your business, don't be afraid to look at other people's content. You, it's out there for a reason. It's ranking for a reason as well, mm. and it's a really good source of information. Yeah. And a good place to start with writer's block is looking at other people's shit and seeing if it's good. If it's good, great. You can build on that, make it better. If it's shit, you know what not to write. Yeah, like our blogs. Take some inspiration off. Yeah. Takes, yeah. I'm sure like so many people like in you know the same shoes are looking at D22's content and That's taking right. loads of inspiration from that. We're always ranking well. We're always doing the doing yeah. the job right. So we we see those agencies. <laughs> We, we, we know we know what you're looking at. Right, it's not a pissing contest, right? <laughs> Only messing. It's not a pissing contest. But, you know, I, I, it's, I look now at the Digital 20 stuff because I'm on that side of it, and it is ranking well. Like, mm. I can't lie for that. Like, we are ranking for more things than you would think about, actually. Yeah, you're welcome. Um, yeah, and it is a great source of information <laughs> yeah, and those, inspiration. Those paid off. Yeah. Deep dives, check the, it out. The deep dives. But there's blogs that you've written as well, Will, that are doing quite well. Nice. And we've all had a dab hand at Digital 22. And I mean, whether, for example, it'll be a, a blog about, I don't know, marketing automation. Mm. Razzle might write it, but you've got the ideas and you've mm. got the insights. Mm. Andrew does as well. Yeah. There's so many people in a business that you could ask questions to or get inspiration from that is right under your nose. Yeah. 100%. That's a really good idea. That's a good tip because I remember in the old office, I was running the entire Digital 22 campaign and I'll be honest, some of the stuff flew over my head. So at 9am every day, Andrew walked in, I got him over to my desk and he explained everything top to bottom. Like it was, I knew that if I did it by myself, I'd struggle. Like what do I write next? He explained it in such a way where I knew what it meant 
mm. give me ideas of how this is how I can explain it. This is the analogy I can use, the story I can tell. Um, so I think if you do have experts in your team and what you're writing about, they're working. Even if they're not writers, they're going to help you a lot because then the insights you get from them means mm. you won't struggle afterwards. Yeah. Sales teams, they speak to to prospects every day and they know the pain points. They mm. know what they're searching for. Yeah. So they're a great, a great place to start as well. I mean, we've done so much about sales and marketing yeah. alignment mm-hmm. and all that. Like it's no secret. Everybody knows that it's very important. Mm-hmm. But there's so many other people in a business that you can just chat to and... Yeah. and jump and bounce off and i think another one as well another tip i'd recommend is if you're writing a blog that's like maybe technical or it's a bit more difficult then like just try practicing out doing like like easier blogs like for me do you know we we do like our um blogs on the social side of things what the, what's it called the other so there's like the d20 marketing and then there's oh, the, the, life the culture, yeah, culture. The d20 life. yeah so yeah. Like, so like Go and write, like, I don't know, like, practice writing, like, more light, lighter blogs, yeah. like, where you just, or write, like, lighter content, like, more, that's just easier to do, like, that's listicles, how I started. Listicles yeah. are so easy to just bash out, if yeah. it's basically, if it's, I don't know, making up an industry, if it's the, your industry is selling fancy furniture, for example, top 10 furniture you need in your house, that's a beautiful, yeah. easy, mm. oh, just... Yeah. I'm that's, thinking about writing that blog right now. That's a good blog. Yeah, that, that's, again, it's mainly probably better for agency writers, I think, yeah. that definitely for sure. I think when you're in-house, you can mainly only write about yours, but for hours, it's like, if you're writing about speedboats all morning, for example, mm. there's only, if, if it's something from writer's blog from there, you have 20 other clients to choose from, like ours, what we love, Revival mm. Beds, everyone here loves that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's when you can really let the creative juices flowing, and if mm. you have been writing about as I said, speedboats all morning. Like you are, you are gonna think, what else can I write? There's yeah. only so much I can do. So I think we're lucky that we have such a variety. Yeah, yeah. and n- most of them are quite good industries. There's nothing that's super niche, but I can imagine in a niche yeah, sort yeah. of, you're writing a blog about something that's not many statistics on, not many blogs out there in general, or even there might be other uh, businesses but they might not be producing the amount of content mm. that you wanted so i can imagine that's very difficult the flip side of that would be that's your time to be yeah. a thought leader yeah. isn't it like yeah. push out the content and be the authority like be the authority there and mm. be the one that would be companies in your industry turn to you like okay look how good they're doing it but i guess you know right i think the other side of it is writers do think it's a sign of weakness and i don't think it is no like, it's, it's not a weakness it's it's just if you write a lot and it happens like yeah it's tough yeah. it's not like writing con- I mean again going, you guys well, you used to you have to like write content all you I know I still write the, content the writers, now though Will I it, still write yeah yeah no of course you do but I'm saying you can do other bits can't you you yeah. can break it up like I can but like the actual writers like all day they're like churning out blogs and that and I have content and I like you know I take my hat off to them because it's it's no easy ride. It it can be tough. Mm. Like keep whipping Jack Crib into shape. Three blocks today. Three blocks tomorrow. That's it. Do you ever? Does it happen to you for videos? We get rise block. Does it happen? All the time. Yeah. Video like, block. Video block. Yeah. You just get to a certain point where you've seen it. You've looked at the same video clip too many times, and just you're just staring into space. Yeah. Yeah. Happens. Happens in every channel, then I guess, doesn't it? Yeah. Does SEO get SEO block? Did, does. Uh, uh, 
should go as a girl. marketer i get marketer block yeah i think like the strats when campaign they're doing block. yeah that's what i was gonna say like, digital 22 as we talked about has so much content so now coming up to do like c3 campaign am i supposed to say now because we've already put so much out there yeah. we've done a lot of optimization yeah that's a given but and right now i'm i've got marketers block and does do directors get director block possibly that's worth asking them <laughs> i feel like we've writers have claimed it as like their thing yeah like it just writers, affects us yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. it might affect everybody in the business yeah but who even else might have a block I'm trying to think now. I feel like we've been really selfish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've been super selfish and we've just been like, writer's block. Top tip, go and make a cup of tea because mm. there's nothing a cup I can't solve. Yeah. If you've got a block, go and make a cup of Nice, two sugars, ding, dang, do. Well, that's a good tip though. Just getting up and going to the kitchen, yeah. having a conversation with someone, mm. just being like, oh, change the scenery. Mm. Having for tea. Like, just, I, think yeah. I was speaking to Jacob as well earlier and... I, we were saying like if you do something from writer's block step away and don't write but I think in some cases not necessarily on your laptop you can be creative and this is what I was telling you what I was going to explain so obviously mm. in the office in 2019 what I found super creative for me when I suffer from writer's block is your Tinder account I, <laughs> I, I feel like that's something that really it's, I mean it's nothing to be ashamed about no, you know no, what I mean we like, all want to find love and uh, so Molly showed us a lot. I don't know why I'm protecting them. Guys, you are, you guys are creeps. The ones who were <laughs> messaging. The creeps. I'm not protecting them. Yeah, yeah there, were, there were a lot of creeps. Will, there were a lot of creeps yeah. that were messaging. Yeah. Uh, she, she was reading through all, all these messages and I'm like, oh, I, I'd reply with this, I'd reply with that. Thankfully, Molly had enough, enough trust in me and Jacob to, she gave us a form and we replied with some really creative, I, I can't say a lot of this stuff here. No. It's explicit content, yes I you mean, can. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's, is, let's, is, this, is this for late night, like extra explicit? Yeah, this is, this is super It's like explicit. Hollywood's oh, later. Oh, yeah, oh, right, let's okay. just say okay. Molly's life was in the balance at one stage. I, it, it got pretty yeah. far. Jeez. But we pushed someone too far yeah. with our creativity and he was going to murder me. I, I, don't think, I don't think it's mean. I feel like if you saw the conversation, he, it was... Pretty bad on his I, part. I can give you some keywords just to paint a picture. Socks. Murder. <laughs> um. <laughs> anyway, well, moving on. Yeah, creative block tips with yeah, so, Tinder. So, so when, when we were struggling to write, and I said at the start, like, we turn around, we talk. Yeah. Sometimes it's not about work, it was about just personal stuff. And Molly, you gave us the phone, you showed us all these guys, we were like, our jaws dropped because we didn't know how bad, you know, you have it. And yeah. we took over the phone. We're like, okay, we can give boring responses, but if they're taking the piss, we're gonna take the piss as well. Like we went really far. Yeah. Mm. Like, you know, they ended up unmatching you. You gave me a back, like backstory. Yeah. Children, um, not children are great. But violence was involved. Violence. Violence was involved. Yeah. It was. Drugs. It was, and and the point is like. If you feel like you don't want to change the scenery, just do something else that's creative. To me, that was creative because every response I wanted to be worse than the last one. I need to creep this guy out more. I need. I want. I want this guy to unmatch Molly in in ten seconds because the last one did it in a minute. Like I wanted to be more and more creative each and every single time, and it worked because now she doesn't give us her phone to reply to guys. Yeah. So I think if if you don't want to go to the kitchen and you don't want to get a cup of tea and you know I, I want to do something, 
pick someone else that is pretty creative to do. Mm. Uh, See if any of your colleagues have a Tinder account. Who yeah, are you, you to could do that. Let you. The quickest way to lose trust one. in someone, or as back to point, like if Canva go ex- mm. mess around on that for a bit, that you that you could put in, in 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 a piece of content. Yeah, I think for HubSpot users, like the world of HubSpot is humongous, isn't it? So like. Like I was saying before, you know, go and like do some like report, like look at some figures or whatever it is. Go and look at some previous blogs to get some inspiration from some of you like bet like blogs that have ranked well that have got a lot of views. Like, look at the numbers, look at what's what's worked, and then go and take some inspiration. Like, I think you know, utilize HubSpot as well. Like, because I mean, obviously not everyone uses HubSpot, but we do. And like I say, it's it's a beast. The data. Look at the mm. data. If you don't have HubSpot and load the fancy dashboards it gives you, just look at the data in general. If you have a WordPress... Or buy HubSpot. Go buy HubSpot. Yeah. Wink. Um, actually, if you do... We can implement it. Yeah, yeah, we can also do your content. This yeah. Is a, yeah, we can also do... Don't even think about Ryan. Just give it to us. <laughs> but I, I just mean, that, like, just what, what has been doing really well and do more of that. Um, mm. If yeah. it's like you know listicles or if it's how to's or if it's a really thought provoking piece that's come from you and your name's on it Mm. do more of that Mm. don't try and reinvent the wheel like Mm. if you don't have to if you know something works and it works for that persona or that industry like keep at it because that's what they clearly want to see if you're getting the views in if you're getting the conversions or whatever it is you're after then i think that that worked with a client of ours when I don't know if we're gonna put client names in, but Govnet when we were writing for them, um, the when we ran content for them, we tried something different and we went with like sixty or seventy questions, and that's the like the best formula we've ever done. Yeah. Mm. They spoke to us like, how did you get to rank? What can we do? And now every time we go in and see the data, they've tried all oh, thirty ways you can do this, forty six mm. ways you can do this. Like they they know that's they know something. What works. Yeah, mm. they, they, that's something that the persona wants. Like they don't want three ways to answer this question. They mm. want like, oh, you guys have given me hundreds of options. So look into that. Look into what has worked, as the guy said. It could be visual blogs. It could be high number of answers. It might not even be lengthy blogs because the one that we did for um, like a line each under each yeah. each of the sixty questions. Um, so definitely look into what trends have mm. worked and, yeah. and adopt more. Your of persona. That. What does your persona want? Yeah. What does your industry like? Well, that's it. Like. That's another example of what to go like. If you're not, if you don't have HubSpot, go and look at your personas. Go and look at the pain points and think, and that can help you angle your blog, can't it? Like, 100%. like we, you know, I'm sure you guys are the same. Like when I'm writing emails, like if I'm writing a subject line, like I want it to hit a pain point. So always have the persona documents up, the buyer's journeys. Like you know, they've been created for a reason. So Might keep well them close. And another thing that helps me sort of get out of writer's block is I do sometimes have a little look on yield thesaurus and find funny little words and stuff like that yeah. which brings us on to the game oh nice okay. that's, a, that's the the episode has the best segue yet well done uh, well last segue that I made last episode was not so good so I thought I'd make it a little can you insert that clip here no. in this, in this oh, one yeah. I don't think we need to see that again So it's the game. So it's the game. Um, so I liked the way that Will's worked last time. So I'll give you... Do not explain in case first time of you? If you didn't watch the last one. So the game basically is... Um, I've got a word 
and I'm going to use it in two sentences. Only one of those sentences makes sense. So I'm going to give you the sentences. Mm -hmm. You say you decide amongst yourselves which one you like most. You think makes most sense, mm -hmm. and you can have a stab of the definition as well of the word whilst you're at it. And if you guys decide and agree on one, uh, you and it's correct, you win. Yeah. If you don't, I get the point. Okay. And are we doing extra points for the if you get the definition as well? Will's in the lead, isn't he? Yeah. So Will's in the lead. I mean, there'll be a leaderboard. Yeah. Also, yeah. I have really high hopes because all yes, all afternoon yesterday, Molly was talking about how amazing this word is. It's a fun so... word. I'm not gonna lie. It's fun. Um. Okay. So sentence number one. Last night I experienced a cockchafer in my room. Cockchafer. I'm guessing that's the word. Second. Yeah. Second sentence. <laughs> Jonathan's crying behind the camera. <laughs> You know, what, you know what a cockchafer is? Yeah. Ever since I could remember, I wanted to be a cockchafer. Those are good sentences, you know, it could be either. I mean, like, what? it could be self-explanatory, but, like, I don't I hope it's not. Um, in, in terms of the bedroom, what could a cockchafer be? What could... I'm thinking, like, a cock, chi like, a chi like a chicken... But is it cockerel? Yeah, but she said you want to grow up to be a cockchafer. You never know. You might work on a farm. That oh, might yeah. like be the that might be the ultimate job at a farm. I don't. Let's think sentence first. So what are the sentences? Sentence number one again. I went to. I was just going straight for the Last definition. Night, I forgot about I experienced a cockchafer in my room. Second sentence. Ever since I could remember, I wanted to be a cockchafer. There's no way people use this in 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 everyday. No, it's language, like of archaic course. language. Yeah, so it must be, it must be really yeah. old. I I'm going towards cockchafer in my room. Why? Now. Why is that? I don't know why. Something. Just a gut feeling. Yeah, I, I don't think cockchafer is another word for like a job title. No. You know what I mean? No. No. Someone who works on a farm, maybe. No, oh. I don't try to throw that. I was I'm getting. Not. I was trying to get logical, but like. Cockchafer. No. What do you think? What's your gut? My man. Can we keep the word cock in? Yeah, because it could be a chicken. Yeah, well, it, it could be. Um, <laughs> cock chafe. Is it one word, cock chafe? Yeah, one word. I don't want to be too literal with it because oh, that's, 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 yeah, that's... Uh, I'm going to need your answer. Which one do you want to go with? I'm saying the room. Yeah, let's go with the room. Let's go with the cock chafe in my room. Okay. Um, you are correct. Thank God. Um, points on the board. Last night I experienced a cockchafer in my room is correct because a cockchafer is a beetle. It's a type a of beetle. beetle. Yeah. Really? Yeah. And, and it's actually, actually, its real name is a doodle bug. Doodle bug. Yeah. Which relates to doodle, to doodle sack. Wow. So it's a doodle. It's just a main bug. Interesting. So cockchafer well, yeah. is just a type of beetle. Nice. I, there's no way she's going to go with something like something with a mask. Was she? It was. It wasn't gonna be anything, anything like that. No, I thought I could trick you with like cockchafer, as in like someone who like looks after like chickens, chickens. and stuff, and like cockroaches. So yeah, that's the yeah, that's I the. I thought I could trick so you. So what happened on my show? I'm clearly a better bluffer, and I've got a better poker face than you. Cause... I just didn't look at you. I was just like, Wah. that's but... cool. You happy to know that you know what a cockchafer is now? Yeah. I'd add to our vocabulary. Cockchafer. Awesome. So I'm two on. I'm winning. I'm, I'm in the lead. You're winning. Um, Molly gets to get on the board. Yeah. I feel like we are going to do a sort of like um, whoever's at the bottom, they're going to have to do a like 
forfeit or something at the end of like season well, one. We're already trying to make you eat one of the olives yeah. off these trees. We, yeah. we discussed it yesterday, either one of the, the random jelly beans or... Yeah, mm. the Bean Boozled channel. Yeah. The first time someone pukes on Jonathan's podcast. Yeah, the podcast room. I love to be significant, but <laughs> Will's trying to make me eat one of these olives. I don't know if we'll get it in the shot, probably somewhere or another. Eat one of these, the, the yeah. styrofoam, I think. Um, so... 15 quid i did speak to ricky and he said it's not worth 15 quid he says i could choke and die so at least 25 but i mean if we manage to keep you on zero on the scoreboard we, you'd have to do it for free yeah so. we, there's no choice we come up with the with the um, i don't like how that sounds anyway um that's been explicit content episode three yeah. all about overcoming writer's block and i mean choice words but just don't take it I feel like we say that every time, but yeah. maybe we're just the coolest, that's, chillest that's, people we that's know. That's our overarching advice for everything. Don't take it too serious. Go make a cup of tea and chill out. Look, <laughs> at, look at my Tinder. Like, just not mine, but, you know. So If you do message her, it could be me replying. That's it could be Raza. So if you match <laughs> if you me on Tinder, risk. you're actually matching Raza. Yeah, if you want to take that risk, it's up to you. <laughs> but we'll see you next time, and it'll be Raza again hosting. Mm. Um, and thanks for watching, and make sure you subscribe. That's nice one.